fight your dumb ass, and I'll get on with this. <laughs> Sounds good. All right. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Cut to the Chase Sports Podcast. This is episode 13. Uh, you know, we're back at it again. We bring a unique insight and evaluations for your favorite sports at the high school, college, and professional levels. Uh, I'm your host, Chase Yance. I'm in a car right now with a stupid Michigan fan. Go blue, baby. Uh, yeah, I'm not going to say his name. Uh, might go ahead and tag him, but he is a friend of mine, so I'm not going to dox him like that. Um, so here we are. Uh, my co-host Brady King. Uh, I've asked this like 15 sometimes, dude. How how are you? How are you? Doing? I, I'm doing good. Doing good. How how are you, Chase? Um, doing doing better than this Michigan fan that's uh, in the driver's seat. You know? Yeah, makes sense. Because Ohio makes State's going to be in the driver's seat as we always have been for like Easy. the last 20 oh, years yeah. or so. But yeah, yeah, um, yeah. but uh, you know, 2021 college football season. We got fans coming back. We got. You know, it seems like normal life is, you know, in a way, is starting to come back. Uh, very right. excited to see a full Ohio Stadium, and not just Ohio Stadium, but all stadiums across the country. Uh, you know, COVID took over everything last year. The Big Ten didn't have fans for a while, or, you know, the limited amount of fans that was very limited. That The South yep. acted as though nothing happened, in a way. <laughs> and, yeah, you know, true. having, you know, like 20,000 people in the stands – uh, but I'm I'm just glad that we can we can have Saturdays that we can have Saturdays just packed again. Saturdays are for the boys and our for oh, yeah. football team. So very excited to to get at it. And one you know one university that that does that tradition unlike any other, um, unfortunately, is the Alabama Crimson Tide. Um, they are coming off the national title game. They beat us by you know a good margin in Miami. Devonta Smith having a big game, Mac Jones, Najee Harris, all of them are in the pros. Uh, seems like very big losses, but they also have very big additions coming up. Right. Um, first look at Alabama. What do they have to do to, you know, repeat at a national title? Well, really, the main, the main thing they have to do is uh, groom Bryce Young into a – you know, Mac Jones level quarterback because you need to, they definitely need to stay at that level at quarterback because they've been winning these, uh, they've been, their offense has really um, come alive these past three to four years at Bama. So that obviously starts with uh, their quarterback. But yeah, Bryce Young's coming in, going to be his first year starting. Definitely has a lot higher ceiling than Mac Jones. He's, he's just got a really good, really good arm. He was a former five star recruit out of modern-day high school in California. but uh, And they also, obviously, he, he's all where it starts. But then, obviously, their offensive line lost a couple of key players, but they will definitely be reloading there with another top-five offensive line in the country. And then at receiver, they lose two of the best receivers in the country which, at, with Devontae Smith and Jalen Waddell. But uh, John Mechie is still there, who should be a really good receiver for them, along with new transfer wide receiver Jamison Williams out of Ohio State and um, slot receiver Slade Golden will also be returning who, who got some good reps last year. So that's what their offense will be looking like. This is the nation. Along with returning uh, tight end Jaleel Billingsley who will be one of the best tight ends in the nation. And on defense they are going to improve if anything. Returning DJ Dale on the defensive line 
Harris at linebacker, Will Anderson, Malachi Moore, um, Josh Job, and then um, getting the best transfer in the country in linebacker Henry Toto out of Tennessee. Um, that's huge for them. So you can really, if, if Alabama plays to their potential, you definitely will, will see them back in that game. Exciting. And I, I, you know, I took some points uh, off of them, uh, off of what you just said there. You know, uh, Mac Jones, regardless of how people can view him and stuff like that, of, you know, how he's the potential to be a bust and stuff, he still played at a very high level. He had yep. great players around him. But, uh, you know, the, the, job, the job was complete. He won a national title. Not right. many people can say that about their other quarterbacks that, you know, they try to talk talk down on him about. And, you know, Bryce Young, I believe he was a he was a you know uh, wasn't he the number was he the number one quarterback in the in the nation at one point? He, he ended, yes, he did end up as the number one quarterback in the nation. Uh, and I believe one recruiting site, two four seven Sports, had them as their number one overall player. Oh wow! Uh, in the country, but um, yeah, he on most sites he was at least a top five player in the country and the number one overall quarterback. Uh, right there with DJ Uyengalele, who was a very close second. All right, so that that's a good thing. That's a good thing to understand, though. You know, because you know Alabama, they they get they get very high recruits, but and we've talked about the narrative of Ohio State and Alabama, how they it seems as though the the uh, quarterbacks and the pros don't seem to really blossom as everyone would expect. Yeah, um, and, and Bryce Young has some time. He has he has a he's a good amount of time. He's just a he's a sophomore this year, I believe. Um, yep, you're correct. And then you're you know, soft. He's got he's got at least two years, and if if he needs an extra year, uh, you know, if he needs three extra years, I think he, he I think he has uh, five years left actually. That wow, yeah, wow, we could because uh, I could be out of college by the time he he could still be playing. But obviously, right. I, I don't I don't think he'll need that unless no, he no, I think more titles. I think he'll only need two, but if he wants it, he can have his two plus three more if he really needs them in terms That's of eligibility because last year it didn't even count for him. So he still has his red shirt year, which he won't use, obviously. Like, he, he's planning on being the starter, but, yeah, he, my guess is he'll have two to three years at max as Alabama quarterback. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, I, I would definitely agree on that. And I think uh, looking at how Alabama played last year, they, they had – they had a you know the two the two very talented wide receivers, um, you know which I still want to understand how Henry Ruggs got drafted over Devonta Smith, but um, looking at uh, how they used Najee Harris last year, they used him quite a bit, but they used him in the passing game. But right. the balance, but pass over run was what Alabama did. Normally they they run the football heavy yeah. and then it feeds off the pass. The pass really opened up a lot of things for them last year. Yeah. And just seeing seeing uh that might be the trend when it comes to Bryce Young looking at some of the throws that he was able to make last year. Yeah. Uh, right. With the Crimson Tide in, in the limit in the limited time that he played. The funny thing about that offense, the, the fact that they pass more, the funny thing is Najee Harris still had I think twenty three rushing touchdowns. Or something ridiculous. So like, talk about being effective in the red zone, or whatever. Exactly. That's, oh, that's his incredible. red zone ability is really good. He might. That's his most underrated part of his game. I think he's the best red zone back I've seen in a long time. I mean, I bet that dude can walk a tightrope, man. Like you know, catching the ball out of the backfield, oh, yeah. and then 
running in between the tackles and, stay, right. and you know staying low for for being such a big running back and everything. Yeah. Um, so I think Alabama is definitely in a very good spot at the offense. But who who's going to uh, try to fill the fill the role of Najee Harris? We already talked about the receivers and the quarterback, and right. then the defense has been covered. Uh, who's who's going to cover that role of Najee this year? So I'll start by saying Alabama has an absolutely ridiculous deep running back room. They have um, Trey Sanders, who was a five star from 2019, hasn't quite lived up to the hype, but he'll be getting some carries. They also got three running back recruits in 2019, which is unheard of. Uh, so those three guys will get carries. But their main guy this year is going to be uh, senior running back Brian Robinson. Um, he is actually uh, – he could have started most, most schools in the country last year, but he was Najee's backup. Uh, I believe he's going to be a fifth-year senior, and he finally waited his turn to Alabama, which has been – Anyone who waits their turn at Alabama normally ends up getting rewarded. But Brian Robinson will be a beast. He's a big guy. He's very tough to take down. And he also has some good speed. Um, so look for Brian Robinson to be a surefire 1,000-yard 1, rusher this year. Yeah, I can definitely see it. And waiting waiting your time at a university and even in the NFL, that does, that does you a good deed, though, just waiting and watching and seeing what goes on. Right. Uh, all through that, I mean that 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 experience and just trying to learn can do a lot of good. And honestly, in the system Agreed. Alabama's got, I mean, it, not many things go wrong there. So no. I think that they, they are in pretty good hands of making it back to the college football playoff. Great hands. Um, if they and, don't, if they don't, I will give everyone that watches this that texts me a free Subway cookie. Go to my Did Instagram. you hear that, guys? A free Subway cookie. If, if Alabama, if Alabama does not make the college football playoff from the Brady King. That yeah. that okay. That that's a very good. I will. I will. You can I take me it. up on that too. I want it. I want it. I want the free cookie. All right. Yeah. Actually, I want two free cookies on that. Deal. But yes, yeah. uh, that's why we need to get we need to get sponsored by Subway so we can. How about a free pizza for when Ohio State doesn't make the. Okay, if Ohio State doesn't make the college football playoff, I'll give everyone, um, like, everyone that DMs me a free six-inch sub. Everyone that DMs you a free six-inch sub from – we need to get – we need to just get partnered with them, honestly, if that's Honestly. We can just go through the whole entire menu. and just Because if Ohio State does not make the playoffs, I will be literally dumbfounded with the, with the talent we have this year. Yep, and uh, that'll be a very will catch touchdown passes in the college football playoff once again this year. That would be a that would be a very depressing winter if that was the case, but I don't oh, yeah. think that's gonna happen at all. Yeah. Um, and ten will even come within um, single digits of us. I don't think. Yeah, I agree. And then roll and you know on the topic of Ohio State. Just give me a brief overview of Ohio State. We're getting into Buckeye takeover in a yeah, minute. Yeah. So I'll just give you a quick yes. you know, replacements. And, okay, so obviously the big thing about Ohio State this year is quarterback is gone. Um, first round pick in the NFL draft because we are actually a Big Ten school that can do that other than one team I know up north. Um, so Justin Fields, greatest quarterback in Ohio State history, um, arguably is gone. But we will have five-star sophomore who also has five years left, just like Bryce Young, if he needs them. C.J. Stroud, Elite 11 MVP, 
um, will be suiting up as our starter, most likely. If not him, it will be Jack Miller, who is also going to be a true sophomore, or um, true freshman, five-star true freshman Kyle McCord. So we're going between two five-stars or a four-star will be our quarterback. Any one of them can throw to wide-open receivers downfield like Chris Olave or Garrett Wilson, so I think we'll be fine. Um, and they all three have immense talent. C.J. Stroud, in my opinion, uh, I went to the spring game. I actually had front-row seats. Uh, he, he definitely looked um, looked the best out of all three. Kyle McCord actually looked the second best. Jack Miller struggled a little, but you can also see the potential. Um, but that's the quarterback situation. Then at running back, we lose Sermon. But we pick up with uh, Master Teague will be coming back. And then we have five-star, number one running back, true freshman, Travion Henderson. And then on the O-line, we only lose uh, we lose uh, Josh Myers and Wyatt Davis, two amazing offensive linemen for Ohio State. However, we return the best tackle duo in the nation. And Nicholas Petit-Ferrer and Thayer Mumford both could definitely go in the first round. And also return um, left guard slash center Harry Miller, who was a former five-star. And then on the outside, we return every single receiver except one, Jamison Williams, that transferred because uh, he was getting a spot taken by Jack, by five-star true sophomore Jackson Smith and Jibba. And we should have by far the best wide receiver room in the country. Nobody would even argue that, no matter who you ask. That's our, our strongest position group on the entire team with two future first-round picks in Chris Olave and Garrett Wilson, as well as, well, it may be even more future first-round picks and Jackson Smith and Jibba, Julian Fleming, Emeka Ibuka. And then also, uh, you, guys will, you, you guys will know this name, four-star freshman Marvin Harrison Jr. Uh, you'll know his I name. like that. I like that name a lot, man. I, oh, yeah. You know, he, this, he was a receiver kind of before our time, but I yep. mean, was still, was still able to catch the tail end of his career, which he was, yep. you know, so consistent over the basis of his career. Marvin Harrison, oh, no great, great Colts receiver. Oh, yeah, great Colts receiver. And his son has been looking very good, in ter- um, according to reports, in the Scarlet and Gray so far. But, yeah, uh, offensively, also returning um, top three tight end in the nation, Jeremy Ruckert. And so, judging off all that, I have no doubts in my mind it should be, if not the best offense in the nation, top three for sure. And then defensively, which we had times where our defense did struggle last year, but so did everyone's because – I don't know why last year no nobody's defense could play. Uh, but, Seriously, uh, it was so that was crazy. That was the worst defensive year I've ever seen. But uh, corners, uh, DB wise, we use we lose one starting defensive back, and that was um, three year starter Sean Wade. He yep. did struggle a little bit last year at corner, but was really good for us at safety. Uh, we'll be replacing him with six three sophomore Ryan Watts on the outside. Oh, geez. So we That's have a, a lot of guy. length. Yeah, he actually picked off Jack Miller in the spring game because he tried to throw a fade on him. So I could see Ryan Watts getting multiple picks in the red zone this year. And um, we also will return uh, Marcus Williamson, our slot our slot nickel corner, and free safety Josh Proctor, as well as um, nickel corner Lathan Ransom. And then on the D-line we return um, future first to second round pick Haskell Garrett, future first to second round pick Zach Harrison, and another future second to third second round pick Tyreek Smith as well as um, five star from 2018 will be getting his first year starting Teron Vincent so we will have a very good we should improve on defense if anything and then our linebacker core is definitely it's all gone basically all of our starters but we have some more athletic backups to replace Cuff Borland so linebackers 
they'll still be fine. It seems like it's written in the stars that we have a very good shot at winning this national title this year. I 100% agree. Everyone's writing us off this year, which last I thought I think our team's going to be even better than last year, who just fell short of the national championship, losing in that game to Alabama. And as Aiden Bryan shakes his head, I, I said his name, but as he shakes his head in disbelief, as Michigan was utterly disgusting last year, the Ohio State Buckeyes are on the way of trying to get over the hump and win themselves their first national title since 2014. And, I mean, from hearing all the stuff that we have and from hearing the future pieces, I mean, we it would be nice to win one within the next two or three years. And I think yeah, it will it should, it, I believe that it will happen. It will happen at least this year or next year. Of course, 2022, I think will be, it's, it's gotta be, it's we'll gotta be, be that, that year. The contenders again. I mean, we'll lose, we'll lose our two superstar receivers sadly, but then we'll just reload um, with even more super, with more superstars in the making. Yes, we will. And I'm pretty sure we we about covered everything on Ohio State, Brady. Yeah. You did a good, good job on that, Brady. Thank you. Um, but then we're going to go to the team that we uh, eliminated from the college football playoff and those guys down south, Clemson. All oh, right. We'll Clemson. talk about one of my least favorite teams in the nation. Top, top three least favorite, most likely, along with, you know, that team up north and Penn State. Oh, but, yes. Um, Clemson. Yet again, the big three, Ohio State, Alabama, and Clemson, um, all three are losing their quarterback um, from last year, all three being first-round picks because those they just all three produce first-round picks year after year. But uh, Trevor Lawrence will be getting his – will be um, obviously a, great, a good NFL quarterback, you know, 6'6", six, six, big arm, long hair. That that doesn't really help the case of him being good, but you know. Oh yeah, no long hair, man. Long, luxurious hair. They he will be getting his uh, taken over by a another six five to six six, um, big armed quarterback, and five star sophomore, just like Ohio State and Clemson, DJ Uyunglele. So Ohio State, Clemson, and Alabama have the top three quarterbacks from the twenty twenty class, all becoming starters this year. How the hell do you pronounce that name? G O Uyunglele. 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 Huh, interesting. Uyunglele, I believe is the pronunciation. DJ Uyunglele. Okay. You're in the ballpark. In that ballpark. I'm all right with that. He is no doubt my early favorite to be the number one pick in the 2023 NFL draft. I he's my number he's definitely my early favorite after seeing him play against Boston College and Notre Dame as a true freshman. Uh he'll have the most experience out of the three. And he actually broke the Clemson school record of passing yards in a game against I think Notre Dame. How and, in the world? Yeah. That is unbelievable. As a true wow. Freshman. A uh, true freshman on national television night game. Everybody can watch that. That's that, that's incredible. That he's yeah. already he's already made for the for the big stage and everything. Oh, he is. Then he put up forty points against one of the best defenses in the country. Mm-hmm. However, they did come short, but that was definitely not his fault because he threw for like four hundred fifty yards and four touchdowns or something crazy. Unbelievable. He, I think that once his junior year comes around, he could be. He could have a natty. He could bring a natty home to Clemson, and I, I really, I really do believe that. 
I think that DJ is going to not miss a beat from Trevor, honestly. It's, it's not going to be much of a difference. You're going to be seeing the same type of throws made and um, the same level of wins from Clemson. He, he won't miss a beat. He won't lose in the regular season um, in the ACC. They do play Georgia week one, so get ready for that. But Ooh, I, do, I, would, yeah. I would take the Tigers in that game. I'll say that. Get your popcorn ready for that one, man. Is it, oh, it, yeah, him, is JT Daniels is still there, correct? He is. He is. Okay, so this should, that should be a fun matchup right there, fun it quarterback battle. Yeah, it should be a good quarterback battle for sure. But uh, yeah. Clemson also loses their star running back, Travis Etienne, who has been an explosive running back for the past four years, really, in college football, who was also a first-round pick, which is a little iffy. I'm not sure if that should have happened. Yep. But, uh, We've talked but about still, this a couple times, yeah. <laughs> college-wise, he was – I mean, he was well-known. He was famous in the world of college football for his – Big runs and explosive plays and, and big games, but uh, yes, he was. They're gonna lose him and they're gonna miss a huge beat there. That is a really weak spot for them, in my opinion, because they have really only one veteran, and that is uh, Lin J. Dixon is is his name. Their guy that they're returning, and he's I've seen him get carries. He's not very explosive. I don't really see anything that he does very well. Um, so that'll be. Interesting. I think he's probably going to be their starter, but they're going to have to split carries because they do. They did get two good uh, freshman running backs and Phil Maffa and Will Shipley, who was a top 40 player nationally. Will Shipley, borderline five star. So I could see Shipley being their main explosive guy that, that uh, to replace Travis Etienne, really, because I think that is a weak spot for them. And then wide receiver wise, they actually could have just as good or if, if not better than last year. Because they did have one receiver I really liked last year, Cornell Powell. I thought he should have been a top three round pick. I thought he made, he was a very good route runner and had really good hands as well and made some big plays. But I did think that Amari Rogers was a bit overrated. So I don't think that's a massive loss compared to what some people would say. And then they do get Justin Ross back, who is definitely a projected first round pick, who was a huge loss for them last year. Um, really good hands. I think hands is definitely his main uh, – the thing that draws attention from him. So they should have a good wide receiver core also with some good young guys like EJ Williams and some guys coming back for them. And then their O-line was – I'm just going to say it was really bad last year in my opinion. Looked awful against Ohio State. And it, was the, it was one of the worst lines we played all year, including conference play. But uh, Clemson's going to need to reload in the O-line. Hope maybe they got some better players. Uh, they've got some true freshmen. They, they actually did land a really good – freshman lineman Tristan Lay out of Virginia but uh obviously year one that doesn't that's not going to be huge for them but uh offensively really good at quarterback and wide receiver um and then tight end they do return all their production as well but uh they they're a little bit iffy their run game should not be amazing this year I will say that the run game could struggle defensively they return one of the best corners in the nation Andrew Booth and then they return they return every single defensive starter from last year other than one that transferred because he's getting his job taken. So their defense, even though last year, I mean, people are already saying Clemson has the best defense in the country. I disagree because it looked pathetic against Ohio State. But uh, should have a good defense compared to last year for sure since they're returning everybody. But that's really what Clemson look, look, is looking like this year. Well, you got a pass-first offense definitely in the Clemson Tigers this year. Look for them yeah. to utilize those running backs out of the backfield. Um, and you heard it 
first, folks, I mean, Brady projects that DJ Lungalele, if I said his name correct, I'll probably have to say it a thousand more times, yeah. will be the first overall pick in the 2023 draft. He's just throwing out hot takes today, Subway, you know, Subway cookies, oh, yeah. Subway six-inchers. Subway six-inchers, not like my 12-incher. Um, <laughs> and, you know, just – Throwing out projections and everything. But, yeah, I mean, I, I see them as definitely a pass-first offense. Uh, haven't heard much from the running back room, which uh, yeah, I see as though it's just not – that's not my, uh, you know, thinking being very, you know, dwindled down. But um, in the defense, you know, uh, see some of the overratedness in the defense. Um, you know, obviously Justin Fields can tell you about that. Yeah. Um, but you know it's it, it's college football though college football you you know you go out play your cards and then you know you reload that's all it is right and you know and those in these three schools that we have talked about they they are obviously the best in the game because they do those things like you know ninety nine point nine percent well yep all the time that's why they're always in the playoff they always are because they're doing this stuff every year near perfection. With these and, and you know it's all it's always bad between these three schools, but it's it's to it's to near perfection. That's why Clemson, Ohio State, and Alabama are are known as your you know as the blue bloods of college football. As yep. of now. They're just the, the top of the line. All time at Michigan that conversation. All time at Michigan to the coke. Yes, not, we, not in the top five. They're I would say the top five. The top all time is Alabama, OSU. Oklahoma, uh, Texas, USC, Notre Dame, and then Michigan is probably seventh or eighth. So Mich- Michigan at seven or eight all time. Yeah. Okay. Okay. One okay. of the most winningest program for a reason. That's because they used to win games before helmets were a thing. Man, you got roasted, Aiden. I can't even hear. Him. I know you can't hear him, but guess what? Helmets were not a freaking thing when that happened. When you guys won games, apparently. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> like two hands had two hand touch football. Also uh, started their program way before all the other teams I named. Uh, I mean, you know, you can't take those wins away. But yeah, no, a win is a win. But I'm not going to say they're the best program of all time. I do have to add one more thing. I'm sorry. All, all right, we're gonna have the highest win percentage of all time. Oh, we have the highest win percentage of all time. Okay. We produce the goat. Boise State is second. Boise State second. Wow. Yes. Jeez. What? What the? What the heck? Huh. Michigan's in the top five. Michigan is in the top five. All right. I I assume Michigan would be in the top five with all those games played and everything. Yeah. So I mean that that's that is your that is your realm of blue bloods and high level college football programs uh, that of all time, not of recent though. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then another one that goes into this with the blue with those blue blooded jerseys and those. Freaking actually looks like gold helmets. Uh, the four seated Notre Dame fighting Irish. Um, I had an Ian Book moment. He left Notre Dame. He got drafted, I think, by the Saints. So, uh, how do the how do the uh, fighting Irish recover from this Ian Book moment? Uh, they just go out and get somebody probably just as good because Ian Book was, you know, I I don't mind Ian Book. He he really runs well. He, next chapter. He's he's done a good job, but uh, wow, they they got uh, Wisconsin transfer Jack Cohen. Oh, Jack uh, Cohen. Okay, I did yeah, not know he, he went there. Yeah, he transferred to uh, Notre Dame, but 
So he should take over and do, you know, very similar to Ian Book. Um, he actually takes more deep shots. That's been one of the Notre Dame fan base's anger issue. Like, they've been getting flustered with the amount of – the little amount of deep shots, but they will definitely uh, see some more of those with, uh, you know, with uh, Jack Cohn. So quarterback, you know, they'll be fine. Running back, they've got a top three running back room in the country with Kyron Williams and uh, and Chris – well, I can't think of his last name. Chris Tyree was a freshman last year, very fast, mm-hmm. one of the fastest players in the country. And then receiver-wise, they have just average players. Um, Avery Davis is their best receiver probably. He's a very solid receiver. And then they have some, you know, young guys. That they'll be – they won't be great at receiver. Then tight end they have – one of the best wide receivers, one of the best tight ends in the country, Michael Mayer. And then on defense, they return. Oh, O line um, should be amazing. It always is. Uh, defense, uh, I think they lose. They lose most of their DBs. However, they do return their best player, the best player on the team, Kyle Hamilton. Um, he was a he. he he's going to be a top fifteen pick in the draft. This next draft. Um, so they, they should be looking good on defense. And overall, Notre Dame will be a top 10 team, I think. I see, I see. And, you know, I, I don't think they're – I don't think they're going to make the playoff, but I don't they, will be, they will be playing in a nice bowl game this year. Don't that, forget about Indiana, boys. Michael Penix, Jr.? That dude's a hound. He is pretty good, I will say that. Yeah, he's pretty good. But, yeah, I, I mean, I don't know if the Big Ten would would send two teams. They, they never do. And that's, that seems like an SEC type of thing. Cause the SEC, yeah, the commissioners are a little too biased towards the SEC to send two Big Ten teams. Definitely is biased with them. And, um, you know, so I, I think – Like in 2016 when they sent Washington instead of Penn State. Yeah, I, I, think was, we, I think we have three of the four teams pretty much stapled into the college football playoff. Yeah. Um, so that that's that's what we that's what we have uh, right now. We get these top four teams, um, you know. So I think it's kind of time for uh, Brady to go on another spiel about our uh, Buckeye takeover. Um, Ohio State getting five of the five five star recruits, all top ten players, and they got a four star today. Penix will lead Indiana to a title. They, I mean, Brady, you've got the Buckeye takeover. You go on ahead and you take the show. All right, and like as you said, in terms of the freshmen, we had five of the top ten overall players, six total five stars. Uh, so that should be fun. I'll go ahead and name them. So starting off with number one overall player, five star defensive end JT Tuomaloa, um, out of Washington. I landed him yesterday on July fourth. Humongous recruiting win. One of the best, one of the biggest wins for Brian Day. What a win in, in a recruiting battle against Oregon, Alabama, Washington, USC, Oklahoma. All these teams were in it at one point. Ohio State ends up winning it with our defensive line production. He will be a future first-round pick, along with a five-star defensive Jack Sawyer, our second-highest recruit, for three overall player out of Ohio, Pickerington North. Jack Sawyer will be amazing as well. Should be another first-round pick. Um Five-star offensive guard Donovan Jackson, best offensive guard in the nation out of uh, Texas. Uh, very good. Very technical offensive lineman. Could make an impact year one. So will both of the five-star DNs. Um, as we also have the number one wide receiver in the nation, Mecca Egbuka. 
five-star wide receiver. Um, should make definitely some sort of impact this year in this amazing wide receiver room. Extremely talented. And then closing out the top ten, we have the number one running back in the nation, Travion Henderson, one of the best running back recruits to come out of high school ever, really. Would that be the is he projected to be the starter at running back this year, I believe, right? He he kind of is actually. He's he's definitely gonna split carries with Keith and Mayan Williams. But um Travion will make a huge impact. If you watch his high school tape, he scores on every single play. Jeez. His junior year he had forty five touchdowns. Wait, 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 wait. You said forty five? Forty five. And where did he go to high school at again? Hopewell and Virginia. Hopewell, Hopewell High School in Virginia. Oh, those Virginia kids must freaking suck. Jeez, man. Yeah. Touchdown, <laughs> was it 45 touchdown runs? Yeah. That's incredible. That's like almost three a game considering that that team should have won state. Yeah, I believe they at least went. Yeah, they, they did win state actually. But um, if you watch his cuts, I haven't seen anything like it ever. It's ridiculous out of a high school kid. That's incredible. I mean, incredible. I've never seen – it's ridiculous. If you watch his the way he cuts, uh, he'll be running and somebody will be coming at him and he'll just cut right by them and they won't even touch him. And he, he will be a big play running back and expect him to be like the, the best comparison I can give you of an Ohio State player would be J.K. Dobbins. Well, that should be fun to have a reincarnation of him, especially for a young quarterback who's no doubt, you know, yeah. coming in. At a, you know, you can hear all this background noise, but yeah, um, for a young quarterback coming in and having, you know, having a running back or running backs of sort, right. uh, to be able to lean on that, that would be very nice uh, for any of these guys to have. Definitely. So, Ohio State definitely has a lot to work with this year, and they have a lot to work with for the future. Um, you know, there's so many other recruits that we have, but we can get into that in another time uh, on, a, on a video 